Welcome to 7 Days to Play, your weekly mobile game review program. I am Sam. And I'm Edwin. Each week we challenge one another to play a new mobile game, and this week it was no different. I selected for us to play Dash Union Dash. Dash Space Union Space Dash. (laughs) Yes. Uh, Very difficult to search for, but we'll have links in the show notes. It is so difficult. I mean, this is why... SEO yep. matters, right? Especially for games. I mean, I think this is why also a previous game that we played was called Crux colon a climbing game. Mm. Because if you put that all together, you're able to actually find the game relatively easily. This game near impossible to find. They should have called it Union colon a minimalist puzzle. You know how I found it? Because I sent you the link. Well, and <laughs> then I had to like look for... Um, Oh, actually, I need to search for it now because I need to read you the Apple App Store description. I actually found it because it led to the... Apparently, if you publish an app, there is a site that tracks how many people have downloaded it. Mm, oh, like it's App Honey like, or something like that? Yeah, something like that, or like App Tracker or something like that. And I was able to find it from there rather than the App Store. <laughs> right. <laughs> Uh, I did search in the Apple App Store for Union Puzzle Game, mm. and then it was not the first, nor second, nor third, but the fourth answer in their search. Uh, dash Union Dash, and for brevity's sake, we will just call it Union, <laughs> because that is what it's really called, uh, is, yes, as it describes itself, a self-described minimalist puzzler by Javier Heraz Divison. Mm, quite a name. That is a great name. Can I read you the description? Connecting yes, shapes. Please. I didn't give you space to answer because I know you said yes. <laughs> it's just the way you are. <laughs> it's barreling on. Union is a minimal puzzle game about connecting shapes. Minimalist experience, no tutorials, timers or scores, handcrafted levels, immersive dynamic sounds, a day slash night modes, unique generative soundtrack. Audio made by Diego J. Pinto. There it is. <laughs> yep. Uh, it is everything that it touts it to do. It is a minimalist puzzle game with a somewhat striking look. It, it reminds me of uh, either logic diagrams or mm. yeah. subway maps. Yes. A kind of a, maybe a combination of two. Uh, right. that, yeah, or like a circuit board maybe, something like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's uh, very pleasing to look at. And here I go trying to describe the gameplay. <laughs> yes. This will be fun. I should have thought about this before starting. <laughs> so each level, you have some number of shapes that are sort of anchored in place, and they are connected uh, by uh, lines. Lines. Yeah, good. <laughs> Nailing this so far. Uh, <laughs> and then at uh, a bunch of predetermined points, you can tap to sort of rotate a segment of the line so if it's a straight line you know you can rotate it 90 degrees uh, if it's corner also 90 degrees sometimes you can rotate a shape and its connector so essentially the game is to figure out how to use these to rotate these uh segments of the line to connect shapes to shapes uh, it starts off with all diamonds but as you progress you'll start getting new shapes so you then have to think about okay i need to connect this triangle to a other triangle i can't connect a triangle to a square um and that is pretty much it it sort of escalates in difficulty and size 
you get more of these lines that sort of intermingle with each other that makes it somewhat more confusing for you to figure out, okay, if this line goes this way, I got to rotate this in order for it to connect with this one. Yeah, so you guys have two corner um, pieces sometimes that you can then rotate mm-hmm. in unison. Yeah. And then down the line, it does introduce new mechanics rather than just rotating one of the symbols in place. Uh, you actually tap one and then tap another to swap places, mm. which then removes the, the rotation mechanic, but it just like swaps places. So you, another thing to think about as more of these puzzles go on and on. Yeah, and that's really it. It's, it's, a, it's a minimalist game, like it says. Very little to the interface, but a lot to sort of take in as you look at a map, right? Because you got to figure out like, where things go, where it belongs, where it rotates to, and all that stuff. Yeah, that's very true. So it works. It is. It is minimalist, and it is a puzzler. There are mm-hmm. no tutorials. Yeah, I really like this game. I'm just going to start jumping into my opinions, because that's what everyone is here for. <laughs> <laughs> Have a white male tell you their opinions. Um, I really liked it. I think what I slightly struggled with is that it's one of these puzzles where the only way to make it more difficult is just to make it bigger or at least broadly speaking to make the difficulty just becomes there's just more like once you start getting past you know oh connect three shapes oh now i need to connect 10 shapes and so i don't quite find that satisfying that just like i have to do the same thing but just more times um Mm. i was perhaps liking my puzzle games have a bit more depth i don't know if you felt the same um because sometimes you just go oh boy oh oh boy this is just a huge level with a bazillion things to connect that i was perhaps not the most enthused when i came across those (laughs) yeah and i think um you know and and to me edwin Mm -hmm. i may be uh crappy beating a dead horse (laughs) is that the right term uh beating a dead horse yes yep when i say this is why story matters (laughs) <laughs> because at some point i just lost the motivation for me to continue on it's like why am i doing this um the, the actual puzzle elements are no longer bringing me any joy for me to continue um it just became up rampant difficulty without any much succeed like without any much more gratification than completing a puzzle yeah and there wasn't anything like tactile or delicious enough for ending every puzzle that made you feel like that gave you that endorphin hit that made you go, oh, that's delightful, mm, right? Right. I mean, the sounds are great and like I like the soundtrack. But yeah, you're right. It feels like right. the touch points are a little small to feel. It was a little small. Yeah, it was a little dry as well. Like I wish... Uh, so the first mechanic that you're introduced to is, is if, if you tap on a little symbol that has a circle around it, it will rotate 90 degrees, right? Yeah. Um, and even that rotation was a little bit confusing because your finger goes over the element that you're tapping. Uh. And then once your finger goes away, it would have rotated. And there's no animation of the rotation. There's no sound effect that, well, there's no like really noticeable sound. It's a very minimal sound effect. You know you tapped it, but... It doesn't really give you an indication of where it rotated from. It just simply just changes its orientation like instantly. Um, and then even like when you do like a the swap mechanic, it's like you swap from one place to another and it just swaps instantly. But there isn't really like a good indicator of, 
hey, these two things are now swapping in places, right? Yeah. So, I don't know. It looks cool, but I think it could have really used this space a little bit more freely, right? Yeah, it does felt it felt a little cramped. Like, I understand that's part of its minimal aesthetic. Um, but, yeah, like, also, just especially if you're rotating one of the shapes, like, their connector mm-hmm. is so small, it's often even hard to go, oh, wait, actually, which way is this pointing? Um, how do I... It just doesn't give you that sort of visual feedback that, oh, wait, no, it is rotating. Um, yeah. Yeah. And one thing about the level design I did quite like, or like the level progression, was on sometimes, on occasion, they would have, you know, one of these rather large levels that takes just a lot of graft to connect all together. And then that would be followed by like a fun one where you could just do a single tap on every one and bloop, bloop, it would be done. Mm. Like that was kind of nice. Like there is some thought going into like how the levels progress. Um, and so yeah. like some, it was nice to get like a... I mean, you can tell there was a lot of attention put into yeah. it and it is going for like an aesthetic. I just wish they, they did more gamey things with it rather than just keeping it so minimal and stark. It does feel a little uh, sterile. Uh, yes. Yeah, again, I think that is obviously kind of what they're going for, but mm-hmm. it would have been nice, yeah, just to have a little bit of something else. Joy. <laughs> a little bit of, like, fun, right? Like, and I guess that's what I was missing here. It's, I get I get what they're going for. It's this cool aesthetic, but, like, get, let's, let's put in something that's a little bit more delicious and a little bit more fun, because... <laughs> This is supposed to be a puzzle I mean, game. Let's fun. not forget. Did you did you try and read secret messages into the uh, final illuminated circuit boards at the end of each level? No. Are there secret <laughs> messages? I, probably not. But I kept thinking that they spelled out words or something. Like mm. I, my, I kind oh, of wanted I, them to. If it did, I, I totally missed it. I mean, um, I don't think they do. But, but the, uh, I just wanted that. <laughs> The thing that I also appreciated was the light and dark mode. I mean, it does seem like they they like uh, the really stark look, um, and you know it works really well in both the light and dark yeah. mode. Um, I almost think like it kind of slightly works better in the light mode because it actually does. There is a little bit more graying out of the elements that are actually tappable mm. in the light mode over the dark yeah, mode. Yeah, that's a good point. And it was interesting to see that the initial starter was a dark mode. I guess it just looks a little bit more striking. But yeah, um, I think even like the touch points are lighted up a little bit more, but it's just not as noticeable as when it's in the light yeah, mode. Yeah, I'll certainly suggest if you're playing this, switch over to light mode. Um, because as you say, it just does look a little bit better and the touch points are more obvious. Mm-hmm. What is the level that you have reached in this game, Edwin? Oh boy. Uh, my level, I got to level 16. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I have reached level 18. Oh, congratulations. There was a review on the App Store of someone saying, I got stuck on level 18. I can't progress any further. I don't know if that was from you, Sam. Oh, really? I think, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I thought that was, uh, I thought it was level 24. So I tried really hard to get there, but I lost, I lost steam, um, which is a good segue to three by threes. <laughs> three connections made and three connections missed. Yep, let's go with it. So, yeah, I'm, I'm all for it. <laughs> let's start with the first. Um, I do think it, it, is, it does what it tries to do. So if you're into a more sleeker looking minimalist game yeah. um, that has to do with just something that you can pick up and play, this is, this is totally that game. Uh, 
if you like logic diagrams or circuit boards yes. <laughs> and trying to figure out, map out where things go, uh, this is the game for you. Yep, it has that great aesthetic. Uh, I mean, I really like that it just jumps you straight in. There's no messing around. You're wanting, you're wanting to pick up and play. There's, I don't think I've played a game that gets you playing faster. Um, so, well done for that. Yeah, and it's kind of just jumping straight into it. Yeah. I mean, it's a really straightforward game. It's a pretty simple mechanic. Uh, the quality is top-notch. Like, you can tell that they put a lot of emphasis into doing the things that they wanted to do. Yeah. Um, and I guess for me, it was lacking some extra things mm-hmm. that I wish it had. But I like that it was very much, um, you could see the care put into it, especially around the level design and, and level progression. You know, you get these fun levels mixed in with the sort of harder, larger levels. Um, and yeah, light and dark mode work nicely. Uh, you could you can play it in whatever portrait mode you like. Uh, yeah, it's just a nice looking game. Fun, mm-hmm. simple to play, and it achieved its minimalist puzzler goals. Do you want to go into the bad points, Edwin? The missed connections, if you will. Yeah, the missed <laughs> connections. That's exactly what I meant. <laughs> I don't think it's a problem with this particular game, but more in general, some of the some of these puzzle games are like they they're lacking a kind of a depth to them, uh, whereby really the difficulty increases just by having to do more of the same thing uh, rather than. Uh, you know, having more skill or thinking about things more. Right. Um, and I think this game kind of suffers from that same same issue that, oh, you just get a giant screen full of like 20, 25 little rotating things that you basically have to kind of guess and, you know, for yep. brute force tapping around. It is guessing. It's less of logic and just more of <laughs> right. like trial and error, right? For right? Like, like a logic board, there's not much logic. <laughs> um, for me, uh, the it was just lacking there's a lot of care and love that's put into this game but it was lacking joy in terms of things that cause delight like while there's a lot of high quality elements that are put into it the things that i felt were missing were human touches that made it delightful like whether things spun a little bit more um gave you a little bit more hint of what you're actually doing you know, even like being able to zoom in a little bit mm-hmm. uh, to for you to tap it. Um, yeah, it was just like missing a little bit of humanity, I guess. <laughs> that carried things through. And my final missed connection, I think the touch controls were a little fiddly. I think it's fine on the rotating ones, but I did get a little frustrated with the, the swap mechanic. Like I didn't... Uh, that wasn't intuitive to figure out how to swap. I don't know if you felt the same. Right. But I guess you, you tap, you highlight one. I guess it's reasonably simple. Like you highlight the one you want to swap and then you tap the one to swap it with. But it just didn't feel that great to yeah. swap. And, and regarding the swapping thing, like, I don't know why we have to swap two at a time. Um, like, why can't I just like drag and carry all of the swappy ones out? and then just put them back in in the way that I think it fits in. Because Oh, like that repairing game we played. <laughs> right. Okay. I will never be able to remember that what was called, but yeah. But, you know, you know what I mean? Like, I know that I'm supposed to try and figure out, like, where it goes where, but to have to, have to go through pair by pair to move things mm-hmm. along seems a bit tedious and unnecessary. Whereas... Okay, let's just take all of the ones that I can swap out out 
so that I can take a look at the board without them, make me figure out the logic behind it, and then try to fit things back in mm-hmm. <laughs> with the rotating things in place. I think for me would have made for a better better puzzle game rather than like the trial and error of okay, let's try this combination. Okay, let's okay, that's not going to work. Okay, let's let me go through, swap this out, and then go through. Okay, yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. Well, the sweepy swaps, the sweepy swaps, and the the turny turns. Sam, what is your final seven day rating for Dash Space Union Space Dash? My Dash Space Union Space Dash final day rating is two. I. I enjoyed the first part, you know, because you got right into it. And then the second day I played it, I got through, started getting a lot of tedious things about it. And then because there was no story, because there was no joy, I was like, why? I don't need to play this. I'm just going to go and return to my Genshin Impact that brings me joy Mm. and play forward. Oh my gosh, you can tell Genshin Impact has made quite the impact because there's even an article on The Guardian about it. So it's certainly achieved... My parents will now know about it, at least that's so. <laughs> Ooh, Edwin, have you heard about this game called Genshin Impact? And I can direct them to find and listen to my podcast. My seven-day rating, I'm going to give it a four. You know, uh, I'm, a big, I'm a fan of the pick-up-and-play fun puzzle games. This definitely gets you going. You can pick up and play very little uh, friction to get started. Um, I came back to it a few times. Like, I, I enjoyed it, uh, but... Yeah, I don't think I'll be playing it for a long time. As the levels will get longer and there's just more and more <laughs> turny points, uh, it kind of lost its appeal to me. Mm. But if you enjoy a puzzle game, especially like little logic slidery puzzly kind of games uh, for 99 cents, I would absolutely suggest checking it out. And you can find it by searching Union Puzzle Game on the Apple App and Store. And go to the fourth, uh, fourth result down. Or use the links in our show notes. Uh, okay, and that was Union, and now it is my turn for us to select another game. Mm-hmm. Sam, what have you got for us for the next seven days? It is, it is the Halloween season. Mm. Uh, and although I don't like spoopy games, mm-hmm. I will choose a game that is somewhat Halloween-related okay. with the name. I mean, Edwin, you have seven days to play. Which I... Which, as in the <laughs> which, mm-hmm. and then an I, as in uh, you know, two eyes and a nose. Okay, flying eyeball action. Oh my gosh, this is great. This looks great, Sam. I mean, well, nope, I don't want to jinx it, but <laughs> I am interested to play this game because I'm a professional reviewer. This is a game from Devolver. Which I think we've played a few of their games mm, before. Yeah, that sounds familiar, doesn't it? Uh, let's have a look. Mm-hmm. Oh, Bleak Sword, the Reigns series of games. Um, I think we played, yeah, Reigns. We've played uh, yeah, Bleak Sword. Bleak Sword for sure. Yeah. Um, Space Plan. I don't know. Did we play oh, Space Plan? So. Okay. Well, there it is. <laughs> okay. So you have seven days to play. Which eye? But before we go, Edwin, do you have a thing of the week? I do. I know our kitchen picks are popular, and I've had quite a revelation. Um, Sam, do you need to, on occasion, slice a tomato? Of course I do. Well, I've had quite the revelation that, you know, I like knives. I'm a bit of a knife guy. I got a nice Versthoff set. 
German boot. <laughs> no. Um, Versthoff. Versthoff. Um, is Versthoff the brand with the twins or just the one guy? Uh, it's got a trident as a logo. Or maybe it's... Oh, okay. Yeah, is it, I don't know who has the twins. You know what I'm talking about, right? There are two twins that kind of like angular and they're doing this thing. <laughs> the Egyptian dance? <laughs> yeah, kind of. Except one hand is on their hip. They're being... They're, they're telling someone off. They're, they're like... doing the scolding parent pose. You can't do that. <laughs> no running around with yes. knives. Anyway, um, you, right. <laughs> but yeah, using just a straight knife to slice a tomato, you know, unless it's super sharp, you're going to be mashing. You're going to mm-hmm. be, um, you know, getting some blowout. You're going to be tearing the skin a little bit. You hate to blow out with your tomatoes. I hate the blowout with the tomatoes. Yeah. Sam, the revelation I have seen and have had uh, shone a light upon to my dark tomato slicing life using a serrated blade. It is a game changer. I mean, maybe everyone mm. knows this, but this is incredible. I've, I'll put a link to the, like a $10 Victorinox serrated knife, but it's incredible. It's so good. It's precise. It slices that tomato perfectly in these COVID times. I'm just eating a lot of turkey sandwiches for lunch because there is nothing else to eat. There is literally no other food. Lunch is the lunch worst. Lunch is the worst. Uh, but it's been a game changer and a sandwich changer for that, for that matter. More importantly. Oh, uh, but yeah, check it out. If you are frustrated with your tomato slicing, uh, check out this. Uh, this yeah, just find, if you have a serrated blade, use that. Otherwise, uh, yeah. I do. I do sometimes slice the, my my tomatoes with a bread knife, which mm. is serrated by nature. So maybe Same. that's why. Yes, similar effect. Maybe a bit too unwieldy if you're uh, temperamental like me. But that's true. <laughs> right. The patience, then yeah. But it really is so much better. But I also like to slice my tomatoes very, very thinly. And usually the serration is not enough for me to go in there and really make those surgical slices in terms of the tomatoes. Because I do like them like almost like two millimeters thin. I mean, if you're using a honking grate but per slice, knife, then you probably won't be able to get that. But I mean, I would exactly. suggest uh, the link I put in the show notes for this knife. It's been, um, I'm now excited to make my turkey salad sandwiches. Turkey yeah. sandwiches. <laughs> wow. That's quite something to yes. look forward to every day. <laughs> Quite the sad life I lead. Um, my thing of the week is is it's have you had problems cutting bread? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Boy, do I have a thing for you. Uh, no, it is actually just came out on Amazon Prime. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is a little character known as Aborat. Oh boy, I know, That's- right? Uh, Borat. The second sequel, or the sequel, has mm. come directly to Amazon Prime Video. Mm. Um, while I think the time for Borat has long gone, there are some really good political takes that Borat is taking, especially mm. in the presidential term of Trump. <laughs> Who which, knew that Borat was the hero we needed? Exactly. And I'm merely watching it just for that. Uh, and it is quite entertaining because it's nice to sort of revisit a character that was so beloved <laughs> what, so many years ago. Years ago, 15 years ago, yeah. And I'm also a fan of Sasha Brian Cohen because I do think he's a very smart man that knows how to poke at commentary and satire in ways that are, that always like, mm-hmm. you know, makes me feel cringy, but like cringy in a way that makes me uncomfortable in good ways, right? Oh boy, so, I don't know if I can do it. I can't, I, I don't know if I can do it. Maybe I can yeah. try. So I'm still in the middle of it. I haven't completely finished it yet, but I do think it is worth watching. So I will power through it and give a full report as I'm done watching mm. Aborat. 
Yeah, I struggle with the... With the cringe? Th- that genre, yeah. Yeah. Like, if it's scripted, it's totally fine. If it's unscripted, I can't... Uh, yeah. yeah, I can't. You can't help but feel bad. Like I think we're too we're too much of uh, empathetic people. Mm. Um, yeah, so that is our problem, Sam. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have to make sure everyone's doing okay. You know, I'm that kind of person. Should you rewatch the first movie? I can't do before that. Before watching the sequel, okay? <laughs> no, it is too far back. Um, but really interesting stuff of like where, you know. One of the first jokes that they do is Borat gets introduced to a smartphone and he calls them everyone walking around with calculator in their hand, right? Like, so. Uh, is he Dracula? <laughs> exactly. So, even back then, like, people weren't using smartphones, which I think was quite amazing. Mm-hmm. Right. And didn't yep. seem so long ago, but yeah, I think it has been like 15 years ago, which is crazy. Okay, well, maybe I will check it out. I don't know. Or maybe I'll just, you know, wait for Twitter to clip all the, all all the, the best scenes and just watch it. Yeah. yeah. I think that's a totally valid way to watch it. Uh, like a mesh of fingers. <laughs> Is that how you describe that? Watching between your fingers. Watching through your fingers. Right. <laughs> yes, whatever that phrase is. And that is our show. Edwin, you have seven days to play. Time. Which oh, I? Which I? <laughs> Which I and Time Cop. Very easily confused. <laughs> I'm excited for this. I am a big 90s platformer aficionado. I even sent you a link to a reboot of a game that you'd never heard of before. Crystal Caves. Mm, that that's right. That, well, uh, it brought back some nostalgia. I shouldn't be buying a PC just to play it, but uh, nope. still, I was intrigued. You know, if you do buy a Switch, I think you'd be able to play these games on the, on the Switch. Maybe uh, not Crystal Caves, but a lot of these retro games that, you know, mm-hmm. uh, bring back good memories. Maybe. We'll see. I, I'm glad you're still on the Switch pushing uh, yeah. stint. Yeah, yeah. I do feel like they're still one step away from publishing that PUBG Mobile on the Switch, but we'll see. I don't think it's going to happen. No, I don't think it's going to happen either. <laughs> I think that ship has long sailed. Uh, maybe even for PUBG as a game as a whole. They have released a new map, right. though. There was a new, the new season started a couple they of days ago. They still keep pushing map. those battle passes and new seasons. Yeah, it's this time it's a dynamic map. So although mm. the, I think the terrain, or like the island stay, shape stays the same, the geography stays the same, excuse me, but the towns move and the buildings move. Whoa, that's crazy. And there's a volcano. Or obviously not, I heard that there's a volcano. Obviously yeah. They move between rounds, I should say, not not obviously while you're playing. Right. It's not like <laughs> the Harry Potter stairs. <laughs> stairway. Right. Although now you mention it. Mm. Mm. In the Harry Potter building. In the Harry Potters. <laughs> anyway, enough of this. So if you want to tweet us, you may at Seven Days to Play. And follow us on Instagram and find us on Spotify by searching for Seven Days to Play. All words, no numbers. Seven Days to Play. Seven Days to Play.